you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hi guys, you're very welcome along to the Week 8 OTI preview. Colin, this week we're heading to London. It's game week, baby! Some really exciting games coming up this week, Colin, particularly the game in London between the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. Still awaiting news on whether Calvin Johnson will be playing, so I'm sure that's going to go right to the wire on Sunday. Yeah, DJ, it looks like it's going to go down to the wire. You mentioned a lot of exciting games coming up this week, DJ, no more for us so than the game we're going to in London, as a lot of the listeners are going to. So really looking forward to getting over to the game, traveling over on Saturday. So should be a lot of fun. I'm actually, I have some of the stuff that I've been packing into my bag spread around the room here as I, as I sit and talk to you. So really, uh, really getting close now and really looking forward to it. You mentioned Calvin Johnson. Of course, when we're previewing the game, we'll mention it a little bit more. But, you know, he's had a little bit of limited practice over the last uh, two days. So there is a possibility of a play. But obviously with that bye week coming up next week for them too, they may hold him out. So it'll be very interesting to see. But I think it's going to be a game time decision for the Lions and at the moment uh, it's all up in the air but looking forward to the game DJ and uh, looking forward to talking through the games with you in a very very short moment as always starting the show Overtime Ireland is our website that's OvertimeIreland.com the Twitter handle is at Overtime Ireland and now on our website and sometimes we're plugging it through the Twitter as well you can sign up to Paddy Power Ireland's leading bookmaker to get some free offers there or you know matching your uh, deposit to start your account and so on and so forth get some uh, match bets and free bets and so on so be sure to check that out you can click it on the right hand side of that OvertimeIreland.com page and if you're interested in a little bit of sports betting this weekend or betting on the NFL when you're in London Paddy Power is the place to go to. As always too last word on sport they're helping spread the word off Overtime Ireland as you know the drill by now check out their website lastwordonsport.com and check out their Twitter handle at lastwordonsport Lots of great shows up there, including the OTI podcast on the Last Word on Sport radio network. DJ, the plugs are done and we're ready to talk about the games for the upcoming week. So let's get into this week's matchups. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. DJ, which game uh, do you want to start off this week's preview with? We'll start off, Colin, with the Wembley game, since it's the one we're going to. Taking off 1.30 UK time. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, so be an earlier start for fans over in America, but they'll be getting a full day's football then. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if many people in the you know the San Diego, L.A. time zone get up to watch this, because it'll actually be 6.30 a.m. there. So this is an early uh, Eastern Time kickoff here, and you know it's, a, it's something kind of unusual, and the game hasn't kicked off this early uh, ever before, from what I can gather, DJ, and uh, I think they'll be looking forward to getting a full day of football in, but likewise, we'll be getting a full day of football in, up early to go to the game, then we'll be getting to watch the later games uh, after, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that later, with the event going on at the Indigo at the O2, so looking forward to that nearly said Indigo at the U2, but uh, with the U2 up on iTunes at the minute, I think... That's got them well and truly covered, so we'll be heading down to the O2 after the game to, to watch those games. But, DJ, this game, first and foremost, happening in London. Both teams here, this is classed as a home game for the Atlanta Falcons. But we've seen the issues with their offensive line over the last few weeks, and, you know, Matt Ryan hasn't got any time to throw, and obviously if you're not getting time to throw, your wide receivers aren't going to get much catching done. But there's been issues then when he has got time to throw, it drops and so on. I've covered that a number of times on this podcast. And as I mentioned a number of times in the podcast, DJ, Matt Ryan is the quarterback I took in our money league, drafted him this year, and I actually dropped him over the last few days. So going with Ryan Tannehill this week. So that just goes to show you the problems that they're having with this offensive line. And uh, 
Obviously, they're going up against the Lions, who have been formidable on defense this year. So I'm expecting another performance here. Defense usually travels well on the road. I think uh, the Detroit Lions defense is going to stand up strong again. I think it's going to be a tough day for the Atlanta Falcons. Looking forward to seeing the likes of Julio Jones and Matt Ryan playing in Wembley. Also looking forward to hopefully seeing Megatron playing there. But I think, uh, long story short, DJ is going to be a tough day for the Atlanta Falcons. And I think the way the Lions have been going so far this season, I think they pick up a win here. And, you know, uh, it's just... Uh, Luckily for the Falcons that their division has been so poor and um, when I talk later about the Packers game, maybe uh, a loss here won't rule them out off the divisional uh, contest overall. Yeah, Colin, the Falcons are classed as the home team for this game and they'll be quite happy with that because they've lost 12 of their last 13 games on the road so they'll be hoping that this is like a home game atmosphere for them and they can avoid losing 13 out of 14 on the road. Yeah, it's a really, really poor record there, so we'll be seeing firsthand how that goes, and I'm really looking forward to it. Anyone going to that game, as I mentioned? There's an event on at the O2. It's Indigo at the O2, and you can find it on Twitter. It's at I-N-D-I-G-O-A-T, the O2, and that's the O2, formerly known as the Millennium Dome. Event down there in London. It's only one line you take uh, from the tube outside of Wembley so it's actually very handy to get there but it's about a 40 minute train journey some of the guys there from Thursday morning football a lot of you'll be listening to their podcast too they're going to be down there at it as well and they're going to be showing all the games live after after the games in Wembley so uh, we'll be heading down there it's free entry just go on to that Twitter handle as I mentioned there's links there as to how to get tickets the tickets are free you get one free drink after entry and so on and so forth so we'll be going down there hopefully they'll be staying open all the way through to the end of the Packers Saints game so it should be a great afternoon's fun especially after the game in Wembley so if you're uh, going to the game if you're heading along there be sure and let us know especially if you're going down to the the O2 event and uh, we'll meet up for a couple of drinks so should be a good evening and uh, obviously looking forward to the game DJ and uh, should be should be an exciting weekend and probably a lot of nonsense spoken between us and uh, the the gang we're going with. So looking forward to meeting up with some of the uh, listeners of the podcast also. Come the next game up is two teams that are named after animals that you never want to get on the wrong side of and that's the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Carolina Panthers this week. Seahawks looking to bounce back after a surprise loss to the St. Louis Rams last week on them. Yeah, surprise loss, DJ, but uh, looking back at it again, you know, Russell Wilson put up a couple of <laughs> records in that game, very interesting, you know, watching back at the, watch the game back after, and it was really down to those two trick plays by the, the Rams and really gutsy calls, just particularly the second one on that fourth down by Jeff Fisher and his coaching staff, but uh, bad, bad loss from there, they're only uh, at 500 now, you know, half wins, half losses for the season, so they need to pick up a win, and the Panthers as well, I mentioned the Falcons, DJ struggling in that division obviously and you know the Panthers in the same division they're obviously struggling as well lost to the Packers last week nobody really in this division uh, is going too well I wouldn't be surprised if a team under 500 wins that that their division this season the the Panthers on the other hand you know their Cam Newton was uh, playing the, some of the best football as a pocket passer in his career this uh, season to start it off but last week he was really shut down against the Packers and it wasn't really the garbage time that there was some points put up and uh, he was even out of the game at that stage so it was a tough, tough loss. They're going back. There's kind of not a great home field advantage in the in the history, you know, for the Panthers at home in Carolina. And I think it's a must win for the Seahawks with the way that division's wrapping around. And we've seen the Cardinals doing terrific, the 49ers as well. And you know, I, I think it's a must win here for the Seahawks. And I think they will get the job done on the road. DJ, uh, the road record isn't good, as I've mentioned a number of times. People talk with the home field advantage for the Seahawks, but the road uh, the road advantage isn't always there for them. But I have to say, DJ, I think uh, you know they've lost the last two. I think. 
this they have to have to turn around here and I think they get the win against the Panthers. I think it'll be close enough, but I think around a touchdown win here for the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson will get it done, and I think they're going to have to go back to running the ball a bit more with Marshawn Lynch. They got away from that last week. Marshawn Lynch not having a great game, and I think uh, we're going to see him having a better game here. And uh, I think we'll see Russell Wilson, you know, less running with the ball. He had, a, he had a big day rushing last week. I think we're going to see him throwing it a little bit more, and uh, I think we'll see Marshawn Lynch getting getting in on the action here. So, strong, strong win here uh, in the end for for the uh, Seahawks as they try and get their season back on track. The Cincinnati Bengals column taking on the red-hot Baltimore Ravens who have won five of their last six, while the Bengals haven't won a game in October. Yeah, each of the, the Bengals obviously had that bye week um, at the start of October, and then they, they played the Patriots, which they lost, played the Colts then, and they lost that as well. It's been a, been a very tough start to do this, and particularly each of that all coincided with the loss of AJ Green so if you're missing and your star wide receiver it's going to hurt as well but Baltimore Ravens DJ I seem to be repeating myself quite a bit on the show and it's uh, they look to be you know one of the most complete teams in the NFL at the moment both sides of the ball looking very good and I have been very impressed I must say Justin Forsett's looked good over the last few weeks for the Ravens and you know they haven't missed a beat really since Ray Rice went out and they've been on a nice steady run Joe Flacco playing quite well but I mentioned last week DJ turned over the ball a few times in the end zone against or in the red zone sorry against the Falcons and uh, I think uh, this week, DJ, with the the Bengals getting shut out last week and being so disappointing, I think we're going to see them step up here. They have a great record at home. I know they tied that last game uh, with the Panthers in overtime, but uh, the home, home field advantage before that, I think they had won 11 straight at home. So I think they're going to win this one as well. And uh, Andy Dalton needs to, to get a little bit more going. It was a poor week just completely offensively for them last week against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And I think uh, they're going to face a tough proposition here in the in the Baltimore Ravens. But I think they will get enough done and they will get the job done. And they will get a very narrow win here. And uh, you know if they don't win this division game against... The Baltimore Ravens, I think, uh, playoff aspirations could be drifting away very, very rapidly for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, really, really is uh, a couple of must-win games coming up this week, DJ, and this is another one of them. Bengals get the win here for me on the road. Bengals get the win here for me, DJ, at home. Brian Tannehill, Colm and the Miami Dolphins taking on Blake Bartles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could the Jaguars be set for a two-game winning streak? Are they on a roll? No, they're not. This week, DJ, Ryan Tannehill, I've been bigging up the Dolphins the last couple of weeks and they were very good against the Packers. That really opened up my eyes to uh, how well they were playing and I have to say defensively they surprised me in that game. Defensively last week they didn't surprise me because that was one of my favourite matchup picks of the week last week was the Miami Dolphins to win in Soldier Field against the Packers and I have to say, DJ, um, the Dolphins were terrific last week in my opinion. They should have won by more probably and Although Jake Locker uh, turned the ball over a couple of times, made it a lot easier for them. That's something that uh, most people would be expecting going into a Bears game at the moment. I have to say, uh, Tannehill has been good over the last two weeks, and I think uh, really since they were in London, uh, that kind of turned it around. Remember that week there was talk of him if he would be dropped as the starting quarterback. So he he's turning things around. He's playing a lot better, and I think he can play even better. I think there's some of his throws that he's, you know, it could be helping the receivers pick up more yards after the catch, but when they're catching the ball it's a little bit behind them or that and they just can't pick up those extra yards but again played wide receiver at college and uh, it's only, he's only playing the, the quarterback position for a few years so I think he has that chance to chance to you know f- tidy that up uh, get everything just a little bit neater and get his throws a little bit more accurate but we'll see how that goes as the season goes the Jags defense have uh, been struggling this season last week was probably their best performance of the season when they picked up that win obviously Blake Bartles is a rookie he's showing some rookie mistakes from time to time he's showing some nice glimpses at other stages but I think uh, this defense, DJ, they show some different looks and uh, they'll try and confuse Bartles a bit. And I think at some stage it's kind of going to be expected that he throws an interception or two in this game. And I think uh, that there will uh, work to 
to the Miami Dolphins' advantage, and I think to get the win here. I think as well, DJ, there's potential for this game to be close, and uh, but I think it's going to be an easy one here for the Dolphins. I think they'll be in control throughout, but I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Jaguars put up some points in uh, garbage time as the game comes closer to an end. So I think it's going to finish up within a touchdown, but I think it's going to be a case of the Miami Dolphins are going to be in control the entire match and just a couple of points put up late on by, by the Jaguars as they try and get back into the game. So I'm giving a win here to the Miami Dolphins and continuing their their impressive streak over the last few weeks. I've been impressed by them. Carl, speaking of teams that aren't going to be carrying on two-game winning streaks, the St. Louis Rams taking on the Kansas City Chiefs here, I'm certainly going for a Chiefs win. Yeah, and DJ, just before we get into this game, on that last game, just uh, read that Ryan Tannehill, his last two games whereas uh, first time with a back-to-back passer rating of over 100 back-to-back, so they're kind of predicting that he's due here for a bad game, but hopefully that doesn't come true. As uh, In a number of fantasy leagues, both mine and overtime Ireland leagues, this week I picked up Ryan Tannehill, and uh, you know I've started him in quite a number of leagues. I think I'm starting him in four leagues. I've started the Miami Dolphins defense in a couple of leagues, so let's just say if uh, the Jaguars are to thump the Dolphins this week, I'll not be winning too many fantasy games, so all aboard the Ryan Tannehill Express. Toot, toot. But DJ, back to the, the Kansas City Chiefs, or the Kansas City Chefs, whatever you want to call them, and the, the trick play Rams. The Rams last week obviously had a massive win, and uh, you know they're in a come down kind of spot here. It's going to be hard to get, you know, the divisional game last week got the win, and it's going to be tough for them to go again and do the exact same thing, get up for the game this week and win. But Kansas City uh, had a big win last week too against the San Diego Chargers, but they were coming off a bye week the week before that. Andy Reid has a, a seriously good record coming off the bye week. If you actually look at the Rams' schedule to start the season, it was very, very tough. They had a lot, a lot of tough games in that. Obviously, the the one they got was against the, the Patriots, but you know they're starting to turn things around, and obviously, that's been recorded on Thursday, DJ. The uh, Broncos are playing on Thursday Night Football tonight against the Chargers, and that is a divisional game for them. So there's a chance here, depending on how that goes, that you know the Kansas City Chiefs will win this weekend, can start to close the gap at the top of that division, so, or stay pace, whatever the case may be. And uh, I think they will do that. I think um, they're going to get a win here by around a touchdown. Jamal Charles had a touchdown last week and you know had that big hit laid on and after he got the touchdown. And uh, he's going he's gonna to play this week, obviously, past the pr- concussion protocols and all. It was kind of a, an uproar during the week that he continued to play that game. But I think uh, when we look at this game, DJ, we're going to see a Kansas City Chiefs during DJ's at your old favourite stadium, which is a hard place to go, and that is Arrowhead Stadium. Next game up, Colin. New England Patriots taking on the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the Chicago Bears won't begin a win in week eight. And hopefully, Colin, Darrell Revis will turn up to the game on time on like <laughs> a meeting on Wednesday when Bill... Belichick ended up telling him not to show up to train and afterwards he was sent home. Yeah, I think DJ the message was true loud and clear there. I think even if you're the top paid cornerback on the team, I think you still have to turn up in time for training. So I think that's a message Belichick was trying to say and it was very it was very amusing to me when I heard that story, but I don't think it'll be late for too many more sessions this season. But you need you're travelling here uh, for the Bears travelling to Foxborough. I think the Patriots are gonna get a win here and uh I'll tell you the reasons why now. Obviously, they're very good in Foxborough, but the Bears, DJ, as I mentioned in that Miami Dolphins game, Jay Cutler threw another couple of interceptions, and it's got to the stage now, DJ, where he's throwing the ball just uh, from all different angles. He's throwing it. He's not, his mechanics seem to be all out of sync, and he just uh, has that gunslinger mentality when maybe he shouldn't be throwing the ball. He's throwing it, and he threw a few nasty interceptions last week against the against the Dolphins, and you know I think there's no doubt about it with Darrell Reeves playing this week. He's probably going to throw one to, to him and that'll be my bold prediction for the week an interception by Darrell Revis in this game but I just got to the stage now DJ where although the Bears have great offensive weapons in Matt Forte 
they have Brant Marshall and they have Alshon Jeffrey and you know I, I I pay very close attention to their games and the Detroit Lions and so most sometimes the Minnesota Vikings but you know at the moment they're not really challenging the the Packers for that division but you know you're always checking around who's going to be challenging for that division and uh, the Bears at the start of the season were a team I thought you know were really in the hunt I thought they'd be the closest competitors the Lions have outshone them so far this season but uh, with Jay Cutler DJ at the start of the season I thought from last season he was playing a lot better last year I thought he might have turned things around so on and so forth but DJ this season when he's playing just you know uh, I've I have an absolute if I was a Bears fan out of no confidence and he can do the, the amazing he can do the great and he can do all wonderful things but then at some stage it's all going to blow up on his face and uh, probably will the game this week and it's going to be probably another loss DJ here for the Bears and given the Patriots in around a 10 point win and which I think will be a high scoring game but as I mentioned the, the turnovers again will cost the Bears Yeah Colm and for all the stats people out there Tom Brady has thrown nine touchdowns with zero interceptions, averaging 304.7 yards over that last three Patriots games, so best of luck, Bears defense. Yeah, but uh, seasons aren't won and lost over three game stretches I'm sure that's what you would say as well, DJ, for the first three games of the season, so maybe a little hope there in the start of the season if the Bears can get a bit of a pass rush, but you know, the, although they have Jared Allen this season, they haven't been uh, all that dominant on defense, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one to watch this DJ. I'm sure you'll be getting down there to the Indigo at the U2 to, at the U2 again. I just said it; that's stuck on my head. <laughs> Indigo at the O2 DJ to to get a, a glimpse off the the Patriots game live after the uh, Lions Falcons game, and it's a game I think out of that there slot of games. It's uh, one of the more interesting ones to watch. So looking forward to seeing that. But as I said, DJ, I think your team's going to come out here with the victory, and I think it's going to be a home win again for the New England Patriots. Colin, one of the most gripping games off week eight, the New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Can Kyle Orton help the Bills get the win, or will Geno Smith perform for a second week in a row? Well, DJ, the biggest talking point coming into this game is the fact that Kyle Orton has shaved off his absolutely amazing moustache since last week's victory, so I don't think this game will have quite the, uh, the intrigue that it had prior to him shaving that moustache off. But uh, overall, outside of that, on an all-serious note, I think uh, the Bills last week, that was a terrific uh, come-from-behind win. Obviously, the kind of buzzer-beating touchdown to, to get the win ball in there to Sammy Watkins and uh, walk-off walk off touchdown for the win for the for the Bills. But I mentioned that the Bills have a strong home field advantage and was shown again last week, although they struggled throughout the game up until that, you know, that last drive. But I think uh, another team, DJ, who play better at home than they do on the roads in the New York Jets, and, you know, the last game... Uh, that I watched the Jets was the game against the, the Denver Broncos and they, they held with the Broncos the whole way through up until that pick six by Geno Smith at the very end to keep Tlaib picking them off. So they held with the Broncos a little bit more than most people would expected and I think uh, we're going to see them really stick with the Bills here. I think they are going to win this game at home. Geno Smith, DJ, is, you know, I was kind of starting to give him a little bit more praise than probably a shooter at the start of the season and I uh, thought he was going to turn the corner. He's been really, really, really more down than up over the last few weeks and We'll see. Uh, he, had a, he had a promising enough game last week, DJ, against the the Patriots, but it, uh, you know it wasn't. It's not good enough on a week in week out basis. I don't think he's consistent enough either. But I think they'll do enough here. They're running the ball quite well. Chris Ivory's been impressed over the last few weeks, and uh, I've liked what he's been doing running the ball. He's running with a lot of power behind it. Percy Harvin obviously acquired in the trade, and they say they're going to use him on a limited basis, more punt returns and kick returns. But I think we'll see a few of them kind of jet sweeps. You know. You know, pun intended there with the jet sweep, but they'll be taking the ball out of the backfield for him too. There'll be some bits trying to get used, and I think over the next few weeks we'll see a lot more of him. But I, I like what Eric Decker's done too, and uh, he's proven that he is a, a top wide receiver. 
obviously doesn't just have the top quarterback behind him at the moment but I think against the Bills is a game the Jets will want to win they've only won one all season and I think they pick up their second one of the season here in the narrow win they'll give them a field goal win against the, the Buffalo Bills Tampa Bay Buccaneers come taking on the Minnesota Vikings I would say our friend of the show Pat Murray could be quite busy in this one yeah DJ I think uh, they're coming off the bye obviously need to get a win I mentioned that division you know most divisions with the record that the Bucks have at the moment you would be well and truly out of your division but the way the other teams are playing in that south division is uh, you know it's really up in the air at the moment so if you get a win here you really could still foreseeably have your chance at a playoff spot so obviously having to win the division I don't think we'll see a wild card out of this division I think they will get the win here Teddy Bridgewater DJ last week threw a couple of interceptions same as kind of the, the whole Blake Bartles thing looks good from time to time looks poor from time to time up and down and uh, I think uh, this week I think he'll look better but I don't think he'll get the the win that he'll be looking for obviously his best performance came against the Atlanta Falcons who we're going to see this week but their defense has been particularly poor and uh, he was able to run all over them pass all over them and I think you know we see something similar maybe with the Bucks. but the Bucks have the pieces on uh, defense unlike the Falcons who really just don't have the talent there a lot of people injured but I think the Bucks after the bye week they'll be scheming for this game They'll be ready, they'll be, you know, going thoroughly through their meetings and they'll have talked about, you know, this is a make or break point in the season, has to be the turning point and so on and so forth. So I do see them uh, picking up a win here and I think it'll be in and around a field goal win, DJ. So I think Pat Murray will have a very, very uh, pinnacle say in this game, whether it be the last second kick to win the game or if he, he kicks a few during the game to win it. Uh, I think Pat will uh, get a few chances here. I think he'll put them over as he's shown with a, a strong, consistent leg and I think I think they won the game very narrowly towards the end, but I think it's more down to at the moment some of the, the weaknesses on that Vikings team rather than strengths on the uh, box at the moment. Houston Texans taking on Tennessee Titans. Exciting. Uh, very exciting game here, Gollum. I see the Houston Texans getting the win here. Yet another big performance by JJ Watt. Indeed, this looks like the game that. We're going to see J.D. Clowney. Let's call him J.D. for short. Jadavion, Jadavion, whatever you want to call him. But Clowney, obviously, first pick in this year's draft, DJ, and had a few games in the preseason and so on, then pick up that injury. So we're going to see him playing here opposite J.J. Watt. And I think I just would not like to be a quarterback at the Titans this week, as uh, Hans just would like to say on the Around the League podcast. But Tennessee Titans are going to be in a bit of trouble here, DJ, I think, from the Texan defense. It's strange going into a game where you think, you know, Oh, how's this game going to go who's going to score the points and you're picking players like J.J. Watt gets a sack and somebody takes it back for a, a strip fumble into a, into a touchdown and you're picking the points on defense rather than offense but offense obviously you're going to look at Arian Foster and I think they're going to try and take the ball as much as they can out of Ryan Fitzpatrick's hands and give it to Foster I think then we'll see him throw it from time to time and looking for the likes of DeAndre Hopkins and so on but I think uh, it's going to be an effective game here for the the Texans I think mostly on defense I think the Titans have been a bit of a shambles and you know I mentioned I wouldn't like to be their quarterback starting this week well Zach Mettenberger starting for them the rookie and it's going to be a really tough debut I don't think this is the defense DJ you want to be getting your first start as a, as a rookie in the NFL again so it's going to be a tough game here for Zach Mettenberger maybe it'll surprise us all maybe they'll come out and dominate this defense but see that uh, just a little bit too much pressure I don't see their offense having a huge amount of success this week for the Titans and I see a win here for the Texans based really off the, the run game and the strength of their defence. Arizona Cardinals taking on the Philadelphia Eagles come. This could be quite a tight game and I'm actually going to go with an Eagles win here and hopefully their defence can maybe get a touchdown or two again this week to help my fantasy league. 
Yeah, DJ going all out on the the fantasy side here. Obviously, picked. I think you picked him up in quite a few leagues, DJ. The the Philadelphia Eagles defense, and they they rewarded you quite handsomely over the last few weeks. But then the bye week last week, and it'll be interesting to see what they do coming off that bye. But very hard for special teams to consistently put up those sort of points. But you know the defensive side of the ball they can. But I've, uh, I've been very impressed with Carson Palmerson. We were joking there about some exciting games earlier, DJ. But you know I mentioned I would like to see the Patriots game in that early slot of games. But this year's a game I'd really uh, enjoy watching. You know, it's a, a, a big game here going up, and I think uh, what uh, Carson Palmer has done the last two weeks, he's looked better each week, and he's got away with a few throws that uh, should have really been intercepted, but he's got away with them, and maybe, as you mentioned on the, the defensive side, he mightn't get away with them against the Eagles, but I think uh, Michael Floyd's looked good since he came back. He's getting a little bit more. He was kind of non-existent over the last few weeks with the rotation of quarterbacks behind him with Drew Stanton and so on. I think uh, Larry Fitzgerald's got a bit of the ball, and Andre Ellington's looking good, but it more so as a pass catcher rather than a runner. We'll see how he runs this week. It'll be very. I'm just. I'm. I'm looking forward to this game. It's just a game that I, I think will be an exciting one to watch. And you mentioned there, the Eagles obviously can be exciting. They can be explosive on offensive. Struggle this year on offense so far, and the Cardinals are doing very well against the run. So I think uh, you know the Eagles need to get that running game going. Whether they come up with something over the bye week to help get it going this week, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see. But looking forward to this game. But DJ. Uh, I mentioned the Seahawks need to keep pace in this division and I think they're going to be keeping pace with the Arizona Cardinals as they go on and get another win here and I'm going to give it an around you know, five to seven point margin for uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Really, really uh, impressed with what they've been doing this year. Great job by all the coaching staff there and uh, impressed with them and they'll be getting Clayus Campbell back soon too which will be another boost to them. Yeah, Colin, it will be a big boost for the Cardinals when they get Clayus back, really sure up their defence. Brian Hoyer and the Cleveland Browns taking on Derek Carr's Oakland Raiders. Can you see anything other than a Browns win here, Colm? Well, DJ, I talked a few weeks ago about the, the Browns schedule coming up after they bet the Steelers. I talked about the Jaguars game and the Raiders game. And, you know, should be two more wins. Should be an easy run for them. You know, look like they could get into a playoff berth and so on. But, you know, after the performance last week, I don't know where to go for this team. And, you know, I mentioned this a few times. Like, I mentioned last week before I predicted that the Jaguars were going to win last week that... You know, at some stage these teams are going to win. There's not many times a team's going to go in 16, so I don't think the Raiders are going to go in 16 either. And I think this is the week DJ that they they pick up that win. They haven't been playing all that great, but I've liked what I've seen from Derek Carr. I've mentioned that a few times. Some nice pieces on offense that are starting to play hard and trying to play well. And you know, Darren McFadden's starting to run the ball a little bit better. So I think there's bits to like. It's obviously a lot of veterans in this team. But DJ, I'm just haven't been impressed with Brian Hoyer over the last few weeks, and this hasn't been a great great story for him you know they started once they started talking about the the contract situation that he might get a contract to be their starter for the next year or two it all started to go downhill so uh, i'm i'm starting to turn off the browns bandwagon turn down that uh, engine and i'm gonna hear for the oakland raiders to pick up a win this will be my upset special of the week and uh, i think it'll be a late field goal win for the oakland raiders yeah, Colin mentioned that that's his upset special, and that's exactly what it will be. If you put money on it, you will be upset. <laughs> so, DJ, you're going with the Cleveland Browns win here, I take it? Yeah, absolutely no way I can see the Raiders getting a win here, so I'm sure I'll be right like most weeks so far this season. <laughs> DJ there, obviously, then. No, short, simple, and sweet, and it's a, a Browns win from him. A couple more games, DJ, to run through on this week's slate, and we have... Another interesting game coming up. The Steelers facing the Indianapolis Colts and the Andrew Luck Express. This is one of the games I'm really looking forward to, Callum, in week 8. And I think if Andrew Luck can keep going the way he has in recent weeks, the Colts will get a narrow win here. But Big Ben and the Steelers have been improving slightly. 
over recent weeks? It's, it's, uh, it's a really hard one to figure out against the Jags. Remember they bet the Jags two or three weeks ago. Uh, it, took a kind of, it took a defensive uh, interception return for a touchdown to help them win that game. And, you know, they lost to the Bucks. There's There's been a lot of ups and downs for them. We've seen them, they bet the Texans last week. So that was a bit of a positive momentum shift for them. We've seen uh, some trick plays and that. We've seen Antonio Brown throwing a touchdown. You know, Big Ben throwing it to Le'Veon Bell at a big game and that there one. So I think there was, uh, after that game, there was a lot of positive pieces. I think their biggest problem this year, DJ, is based defensively. I think they've had a lot of injuries on defense. And I think they're, that's the area where they're really struggling in, trying to get off the field on third downs and so on. So I think they've been uh, impressive that way. The Colts have been impressive on both sides of the ball. And uh, Andrew Luck at the moment looks quite unstoppable. But with all these things, DJ, at some stage, usually they have a down week. They can't keep doing it each and every week forever and uh, I think maybe the Colts slow down a little bit this week but it's getting into must-win territory as well for the Steelers as I mentioned you know you have to keep pace with the teams in the division Colts are going quite well and there's keeping a, a nice strong run and look like they're going to run away with that division so I think this is a week here at easy where I see uh, and maybe another little upset here and I'm going to go for a win for the the Pittsburgh Steelers and um, I think even as I say that I you know I'm doubting myself but gonna there's always an upset or two each and every week and I think the Steelers here Get a, get a slight upset win. I think they're going to try and lean on Le'Veon Bell again. I think they're going to look to Antonio Brown. And, you know, it's uh, Heath Miller, maybe a little bit more Heath Miller involved in and around there. But, you know, their problem, uh, they got a few turnovers in the last game, and I think they're going to struggle to get the turnovers here with Andrew Luck. But at some stage, Andrew Luck usually does let one go, throws a little bit of a, you know, a ball that he shouldn't throw and uh, gets picked off. Or they'll be, you know, they're turning the ball over a lot in the red zone the last few weeks. Ahmad Bradshaw has had a few turnovers in the red zone. So, We'll see what happens there if uh, the Browns get, or the sorry if the Steelers can turn that into points. Uh, sorry to any Steelers fans there that uh, heard me calling their teams the Browns. I'm sure that won't go down too well in Steeler Nation. But DJ, I think uh, they'll forgive me when I give them a win here against the Indianapolis Colts. Upset number two. The Sunday come the Green Bay Packers to go on the New Orleans Saints. There's a game the Saints really need to win to try and revive their playoff hopes. Come, are you? Worry about this game, or are you very confident of a Packers win? Well, these obviously you're playing New Orleans in the Superdome. You're never going to be super confident of a win. You know, this is one the Packers are underdogs in. It's nearly close to picking at this stage. But, you know, it's a, it's a really, really tough one looking at it. The Saints, if you're going at the start of the season, this was one of the games I was looking at, and I said it would probably be a Packers loss. And, you know, when you're picking through the schedule at the start of it. But the Saints haven't been impressive, and they, you know, they threw away that result last week against the Lions, or I think it was. Were they 13 points up with under four minutes to go when they lost that game? So there's there's going to be a lot of down-spreaded uh, in that Saints team. They'll be wanting to turn it around and get that out of their system as soon as possible. But that's easier said than done sometimes. And this is one, DJ, you know, I've mentioned about the, this division in every game. I've said that, you know, every team's still in it, even the Buccaneers. And I've picked for a loss for each team in the division outside the Bucs so far. And I think, you know, this here's a 50-50 game for me, in my opinion. And with the way the Packers' offense is playing and with the way... Like Drew Brees and uh, if Jimmy Graham's playing and so on, Marcus Colston and crew, they can get the team going as good as anybody on offense, especially at home in that fast track indoors. But you know, the Packers are able to match them pace for pace and that, and they're playing slightly better in offense at the moment. I think they're playing better in defense too. I've been impressed with the Packers' defense over the last few weeks and, you know, a couple of cornerbacks out last week, but hopefully we'll be getting them back this week. So there's a lot of key pieces there. Clay Matthews starting to play well. Julius Peppers is playing very good since he came out. I've been highly impressed with him. So uh, I have to say Clinton Dick's good game last week too. So Packers are starting to sneakily start to play a lot better in defence and I think uh, we're going to see that there come up again here against the Saints. But it's a tough game, DJ, playing in the Superdome. Uh, you just be wary. Anytime you play a top quarterback, the likes of Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, 
even still Tom Brady to this day, um, you have to say, you know, it's not going to be easy against them. So it's going to be a very close one. But DJ, I think uh, this is one that I've changed from the start of the season. I mentioned I thought it would be a Packers loss. I think it'll be a Packers win and I think it'll be around a touchdown. I think the, the Packers will put up around 30 points and I think it'll just be the Saints will struggle to put up uh, the same amount of points as the Packers this week. And um, it's just uh, been a very, very strange season for the New Orleans Saints. Go, Pack, go. On now, DJ, to the last game of the week. That's Monday Night Football, and it's a big divisional game. I'm sure the Cowboys fans will be really excited about this. The Cowboys facing the Washington Redskins. How do you see this one going, DJ? Come, I see this being a massive win for the Dallas Cowboys. They're 6-1, and one, I think. They're going to steamroll the Washington Redskins this week. I don't see it being a shutout, but I do see it being a blowout, probably <laughs> Two touchdown win for Tony Romo and the Cowboys. Yeah, they had a good one last week DJ, against the Giants and the, the, the Redskins got a win last week against the Titans very, very late on last seconds off the game. Colt McCoy came on from that last game and there is word that uh, RG3 might get back into action for this one but it looks, in my opinion, like it's going to be Colt McCoy which is not really a good sign for, for the Washington Redskins but hey, you got the job done last week, maybe I'll do it this week again. I know the Cowboys and the all those guys at the, the UK Cowboys fan group will be saying, like cursing me out for this one. Anyone listening to the podcast that's a big Cowboys fan probably too. But you know they're they're going great. DJ, they're six and one. They're really steamrolling at the minute. Had a massive win against the Giants last week. Huge win on the road the week before against the Seahawks. They're not going to keep winning every game each and every week. And there's games where you slip up. You just you don't play as well as you should. And you know the Redskins are in must-win tar- territory. They're really in trouble in this division. I think they're already out of this division, but they'll want to keep fighting for their season. So I think there'll be a, a big build-up to this game for them, and I think they'll want to win this game. I think they keep it close, and I think if they can keep it, you know, close in the fourth quarter, I think they could sneak a win here. If not, you know, if they fall behind, it's game set and match early on as Demarco Murray will hold the ball and they'll just rush it and rush it and rush it, run down the clock, and the the Redskins will go home with their tail between their legs. But I do like them to keep it close in this game and. Uh, Let's just say it's just it's just a hunch, but I think we're going to see a Redskins upset here. So I've picked three upset games, and uh, who knows, all three of them likely to be wrong. Yeah, Colm, I'm hoping Terrence Williams has a massive game here and gets maybe two touchdowns. I'll be happy with two. Three would be great, but two will do. Anytime you hear DJs and he hopes somebody has a massive game, you can instantly just add in the words, DJ has him on his fantasy football roster. That's usually what... I hope somebody has a massive game means for DJ. But uh, that's all the games DJ talked through for this week. You know, we're uh, recording on Thursday, so the the Thursday night football on tonight. And uh, I guess we'll have a little bit of a score prediction here, DJ. How do you see this one going? Do you see the Chargers getting a result in Mile High Stadium against the Broncos? Or did the Broncos cruise to another victory? 28-21 victory for the Broncos here, Colin. I really can't see the Chargers getting the win. I think it's going to be a close game, but I see... Peyton Manning adding another few touchdowns to his record. Yeah, it's one of them ones, DJ. I think it's going to be a very, very, you know, I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I don't think it's going to be very high-scoring. I think it'll be under 50 points. The under-over at the moment is in around the 51-point margin, so I think it'll be below that. But I think that the Broncos will get the job done. I think both teams are going to run the ball a little bit more. It's Thursday night football and so on and so forth. Teams like to run the ball a little bit more on Thursdays. But I think we're going to see one here for the Broncos, as you mentioned. DJ, just to wrap up, we're going to talk through some of the trade rumours. Go ahead there and throw them at me. Trade deadline coming up next week. I think it's next Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, calling some interesting rumours and 
One that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest given the New York Jets and their love for all things quarterbacks and particularly quarterbacks that bring quite a lot of media with them. Johnny Football to the Jets. Likely to happen, Colm? Well, I'm just going to go straight out there now and say I don't see any chance of this happening. Uh, I think more so than anything is that they just drafted them this year in the first round. I can't see the Jets giving up a first or second round pick for Johnny Manziel. Obviously, they got Geno Smith last year. So I think they, you know, what more are you gaining from getting Johnny over Geno? And I think uh, this one is not one that's going to happen, DJ. The next one up, Colm, Mark Ingram to the Dallas Cowboys. As I mentioned earlier, the Dallas Cowboys, 6-1. and one. Will they be looking for the New Orleans Saints running back? I think DJ this year one is down, obviously. I, I don't have the list in front of me that you're going through, but I think this is more down to the fact that you know people are afraid of DeMarco Murray picking up an injury. He, he's been used a lot. He's been the workhorse so far this season, and you know people are afraid of him breaking down and picking up an injury. But I think this one is unlikely to happen either. But the, you know the Saints might look for a, for a draft pick and you know might think they cash in at this time, but obviously they're still fighting for their season hoping that the, they can turn things around so I don't see that one happening either and you know they have a few running backs there behind DeMarco Murray uh, Randall and you know he got in trouble a few weeks ago for picking up an arrest and so on but I, I think overall I think they're quite confident in the job he could do behind him he's not DeMarco Murray but he's quite capable of filling in in that role and uh, if you look at the play of the offensive line I think you know most people could uh, find a hole to run behind in, the, in that offense. Vincent Jackson to the Kansas City Chiefs going? Definitely would fill a need, DJ, for the Chiefs. Obviously, Dwayne Bowes there on a big contract, and he just isn't performing what they would have thought at the time. Vincent Jackson went from the, the Chargers down there to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you know he had a very impressive season there for two years. He's just not really got it going this season, but you know they've been changing quarterback and so on. But I think uh, the Bucs will want to hold on to him. Obviously, they picked up Mike Evans in the draft, so they picked up a new big wide receiver, and uh, you know there, there's an option there for that. But I think uh, this one's going to stick, and... I guess DJs were saying, you know, going through these, it's, you know, trading in the NFL. We've seen it last year with Trent Richardson. We've seen it with Percy Harvin last week. And uh, it's not something that happens all, all that regularly in the NFL. Obviously, the Patriots picked up one of the Titans this week to cover them on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, there's a lot le- a lot more lower-name trades. These big-name trades rarely do happen in the NFL. Andre Johnson from the Houston Texans to the Seattle Seahawks come. One that would interest me, uh, DJ, but I have to say with the way they traded away Percy Harvin, they were talking up some of the young players, you know, the second-year wide receiver there, and they have a rookie wide receiver there. Can't just take the names onto the top of my head at the moment, but they were talking them up during the week, and, you know, they said they were very impressed with what they've been doing in, uh, through training camp and through, you know, weekly practices and so on. So I think they're going to go with the, the younger players. They obviously have to pay Russell Wilson in the coming years and a few other players there they need to pay. So I think they're going to try and, you know, develop with what they have. Also, uh, it would make sense though for somebody to trade for him. Uh, I think he's going to be cut next year by the, the Texans. Obviously, we've seen this holdout this offseason, and I think it was down to the fact that a lot of money to come next year against the cap for him. So I think uh, you know he'll be a free agent this offseason, and somebody might be willing to give up uh, give up a, a conditional draft pick for him. One rumor that could have some legs to it, Colin, and that's Larry Fitzgerald to the Patriots. Yeah, I know this. I know this is one DJ that would really uh, really excite you. Obviously, they need that you know kind of deep threat on the outside but he's been playing more slot receiver for Arizona and you know he's got a big cap head as I mentioned similar situation here DJ with Andre Johnson and what's going to happen with him in the offseason is Larry Fitzgerald where does he go do the Cardinals stick with him or do they do they cut ties and you know he's had a tremendous career and I think one of the te- one of the top teams would definitely pick him up if he was cut but just interesting to see if they they give up a, a draft pick um, if I was the Patriots I think this is a move that I would make but 
maybe then the Cardinals won't give him up. Maybe they'll, you know, they're as I mentioned, these are going very well this season. So maybe they think hold on to him and they, they have a chance at maybe going into the playoffs, some of the playoff run. We'll see what happens there. But interesting, a uh, couple of couple of rumors, but you know, uh, probably unlikely that we do see any of them happening. But last year we had the big shock and it came out of nowhere with Trent Richardson, and then last week we seen with Percy Harvin. So these really do sometimes just come out of the blue. But we'll see what happens in the in the next week or so. That puts us through all the talk of the week, kind of some of the, the trade rumours and all. And obviously, we usually have our podcast come out late Monday and early Tuesday, but with us going to the game, we're not travelling back to late Monday this week, so unsure as to whether the podcast will come out for a recap show or if we'll just go straight into the preview show next week. But do stay tuned to the Ad Overtime Ireland Twitter handle, where we'll definitely be keeping you updated on all that. We'll be keeping you updated with all the goings-on over in Wembley at the game and really looking forward to meeting up with somebody at the game. If you are out and about, give us a tweet and let us know. Keep spreading the word of Overtime Ireland, obviously. Please spread the word of the podcast. And if you're at the game chatting about listening to podcasts, watching American football on TV, don't be afraid to mention Overtime Ireland and give us a wee plug, OvertimeIreland.com. We can't keep doing all the plugging ourselves. We have a few people there on Twitter that are doing a great job giving us a few plugs here and there. For plugging the show, we do occasionally send out T-shirts and we have our competitions for T-shirts. There's a couple of them being posted out tomorrow and... uh, they're on their way to a couple of people helping to spread the word of the show. So keep threading the word and never know. You could be winning one of these t-shirts in the coming weeks. So DJ, that kind of wrapping everything up. I think we've covered everything. I'm really looking forward to getting over to the game in London. So DJ, if there's nothing else to say, I guess all that's left to say is, I'm Colin. And I'm DJ. And until, well, until whenever we're back with another show, whether it be early next week, late next week, stay tuned to Overtime Ireland. Twitter handle, at Overtime Ireland. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.